I'm not sure it's been the lucky omen, but uh, really it's been a terrific season for the Warriors. And it uh, will continue tonight uh, against uh, the Bunnies uh, and a crowd that was sold out, yes, believe it or not, last Sunday. Sellout sign went up five days in advance for just a round-robin match, uh, round 18, which just started last night with the Sharks piling on more misery to the hapless Dragons who look in a complete mess. Uh, and uh, here to talk uh, the greatest game of all, we're calling it at the moment, is a man who's learned to catch a high ball from Kevin Locke, uh, a rugby league friend and one of our favourite analysts, of course, Sammy Ackerman. Didn't know that, Sam. Good morning to you. Yeah, it's, uh, it was uh, a high ball uh, lesson. Uh, Kevin Locke gave me some tips. Uh, Sean Johnson put it up and he made sure there was ice on it. Um, and just to throw it a few... A uh, couple of hundred kg hooves um, coming down the line um, to put the head on as well. So yeah, I, I, by by say I learned to catch the high ball, would insinuate that I did. So I, I don't want to I don't oversell it. But you know, listen, I, all, all I know is that uh, when it comes to rugby league, there's those who can and they do, and those who can't judge those who can do ruthlessly. <laughs> and I think you're going to put yourself in the ladder bracket But I'm just guessing here, I'm just yeah. guessing uh, What about uh, the judgement of uh, the Sharks' performance last night? Now my son reminds me, I'm a shark, bit of a Sharks fan uh, I've got a vested interest in them this year He says, but you don't beat anyone good You don't beat anyone who really uh, performs in the top eight uh, 52-16 over the Dragons last night yeah, and look, uh, obviously we saw the uh, the Warriors run up a pretty big score on the Dragons the week before, uh, and they are in a world of pain. And you've mentioned, you know, that soft spot. The Dragons are my uh, little brother's team, so I, you know, I don't want to say I enjoy sitting and fail. If any team's going to get pumped, I, I do like to see the Dragons. So they are a team that has had a potential, but they just have never been able to get it together. I mean, they've got good enough players on uh, within the, their ranks to be able to make a difference. It's not it's not a uh, happening thing from now. It's, they're not going to get it together this season. There's no no hope for what they're doing. Uh, the Ben Hunt saga is definitely sapping all those around them. But look, the, the Sharks can only play what's in front of them in that, in that regard. And yep, Nico Hines looks great when he's taking on guys who, uh, who aren't necessarily uh, world beaters, but it's such an even comp. Right now it's about building up your wins and getting yourself into a decent spot. That's what the Sharks are doing it, it, they are they are ticking the boxes they need because the sharks are a finals football side they've proven themselves to be uh, historically tough when it comes to those kind of games so uh, smithy I, i've seen enough from what i'm seeing from the uh, sharks so far to know that when push comes to shove they'll be ready to push okay let's hope so um from my point of view anyway talking about push come to shove uh warriors pretty warm favorites tonight against the the rabbitos uh, in fact, uh, backed off the charts, really. Uh, and in front of a, a, a sellout uh, crowd, Sam, which I, I mentioned before, uh, sold out like five days ago? Yeah, listen, I've been um, at the all-home games this this season and the sold-out sign's gone up on at least two or three occasions. I haven't uh, kept tabs um, specifically, but the fact of the matter is the Warriors are the hottest ticket in town when it comes to sport right now because you know you're getting something and there's some. You don't even have to be a hardcore league fan. And I'm finding a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon who, who haven't even really followed the code closely before because there's so much fun to watch right now. They're an energetic side. You don't have to understand the ins and outs when you see what, you know, 
Dallin's doing on the wing, to see the, the moves Sean's pulling off or the, the power game of uh, Fanua Blake. But they are just a joy to watch. There's something special about the squad this season. Uh, and that's show- League fans are notorious, and sports fans in general in this country, notorious for rocking up late. There was no need for this game to sell out. It did. Five days early, as you mentioned. It is a, a sign of, of where people's heads at and what this team's capable of. Just to put it in context, Warriors selling out regular season games prior to this year, you'd be at a count on one hand, essentially. It's, it, it, besides, like, you know, the big openers or the end of se- or the last game of the season with something riding on it, middle of the, middle of the, the pack kind of games, around 18, around 16, it's, it's beyond a rarity. So uh, it's a huge event, and hopefully they can deliver uh, on the big occasion. They've proven that they've been capable of stepping up so far. The, the weather's not playing ball in Auckland at the moment, uh, raining um, on and off, and it's kind of cold and dreary. But we should point out that if one team's going to be um, better than that with the, the others, it's the Warriors. They do train and play in this on a regular basis. Uh, how it affects their expansive plans, I do not know. And... Um, I'm a bit concerned that if uh, DWZ goes for one of his dives, he might end up in a different postcode by the time he's skidded on his way through. But it, it, it's got the uh, shaping as a game that is not crucial, but a real litmus test because this rabbit side aren't in the best shape, but they are desperate. They really want to get their season back online, uh, and this is a, a huge game for them. So they'll they'll be rested. They'll be coming with a uh, with the attitude of being willing to perform, and I'm I, I really looking forward to seeing what the Warriors can produce. Well, they don't come with Latrell Mitchell, though, uh, and that is a big hiccup from their point of view. Where are their dangers? Campbell Graham is the man I will have most of my eyes on. I love Cody Walker in the halves. Uh, He's capable of of doing uh, anything, and at his best this season, he was being called for to uh, wear the Origin jersey. But Campbell Graham should be playing uh, in the centres for Origin. Uh, Many people thought he should have been early, but um, injuries held him up previously. You imagine the way things are shaping with that squad. He's got to be a a great shout to um, to get a run with Trevojevic out. And and didn't least they want to pick a a hooker from somewhere to go play there, Smithy. Apparently, that's always the plan for the Blues. uh, but I am a, uh, I, I, I like the uh, the well-roundedness of their pack. Cameron Murray, if you haven't seen him play live, uh, is a, a tackle machine. He's in everything. He's not an overwhelming presence on a field, but he's a constant presence. And those kind of players are, are really difficult to um, to get past. Any break that you want the Warriors want to make to the middle, it's going to have to go past um, Cameron Murray, and that's not an easy feat. So there is uh, there's a lot to like about what the Rabbits can produce, but certainly you know, if momentum is is important. That's irresistible for the Warriors right now with what their uh, their forward pack's capable of. I am, I wouldn't say concerned, but I'm I'm certainly intrigued um, by the uh, by the bench for the for the Warriors. It's got uh, Bailey Surinan uh, on it with Freddie Lussick as well, Dylan Walker and Tom Arley. So it's not not a great deal of size, but a lot of speed and versatility. Um, through there, so I mean, look, Bailey Surin is, you know, he's not short exactly, but he's not a he's not a big bopper. So uh, the the big men on the field will be expected to do a fair bit of damage uh, and imagine play some potentially extended minutes um, if they require a size battle. Uh, the Warriors, um, you know, probably at the stage you'd love to be in terms of uh, fitness, etc., availability going into a playoff situation. So long may that continue because we're looking now at continuity and selection all of a sudden as well. Yep, absolutely. And um, But the, the thing is as well, Smithy, is that depth. I've been able to play three or four players um, alongside... Uh, Sean Johnson in the halves, and none have been terrible. It hasn't been a case of hook them, let's get rid of them. I mean, you know, there's obviously a picking order, but you know the way Metcalf's going, uh, it, 
it's almost hard to say how do you put Tamari Martin back in when he's available because he's he's that that's how strong those um, those scenarios are for them. I, I really like what they've got to work with uh, and what they've found out about the depth of their squad as well. And I, basically, they haven't been lacking anywhere. I'd say there's four or five players that are in a real purple patch of form right now, but no one is letting the side down. No one is dragging the chain to the point of they are a, a major weakness within the squad. And there's a little... A little bit of depth growing. They've managed to give uh, through various reasons. Need to cycle through um, centre options, uh, and they've all gone in there and they've gone okay. You know, it's gone good, no matter whether they're experienced or not. So, I mean, I thought Braden Williamy would be a um, a lock for a starting spot for this team this year. But after his injury, he hasn't been able to work his way back, and that says a lot about uh, what the Warriors have got to play with. And we just talked about the you know, the bench and uh, and the centres and the halves. Those have protect that long-time problem areas for the Warriors, and right now they're, they're sailing. Right, let's uh, look at uh, other matches too over the weekend, including a real barn uh, stormer tonight, and that is, of course, uh, the Storm and the Panthers. Basically, um, you know, uh, we expect these guys to be pretty close to the top, but uh, both sitting first equal at this point, uh, slight points differences. Uh, what, are you, uh, what are you thinking here? It's a beauty of a round. It's a really good round. Um, so I, 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 um, I, I like the Storm because I thought, sorry, pardon me, the Panthers against the Storm because I, I love the way that the Panthers performed without their Origin players and they all come back um, as their available players like the, the Luais and the like. There's a lot to read into this. Like Munster versus Luais, we could be extraordinary to watch after uh, the Origin period and temperament and seeing how um, the little I reacts without he obviously doesn't have his partner in crime and, and Nathan Cleary but there's there's so much for these guys to play for as far as their origin uh, spots go as well so I, I, I like the Panthers the way they're tracking I think they're a, a team that just seems to be capable whereas the Storm the, the Storm can, can torch anyone but they also have shown more of a tendency to to let opportunities slip this year than the, the Panthers have so I, I, I like Penrith but i yeah, Jesus, a struck match between them, and it will be a, a beauty. I'll be making sure I'll be right onto that after uh, the, the Warriors game, that's for sure. It, it, it's got a uh, uh, more on the line than a one versus four does normally, but essentially, top of the, you'll be top of the table, you win this game. What they're able to achieve mm. from it will be very interesting to tell. Uh, interesting game, uh, it's not so much in terms of the result. I think the result's quite predictable, but I want to see the scoreline uh, with the Broncos host, hosting the Dolphins. Uh, earlier uh, in the season when the Dolphins were hot at the start of the season, uh, the Broncos triumphed over them 18-12. I think it was their first loss, the Dolphins. But uh, th- this is a different uh, Broncos side, but it's an entirely different Dolphins team all of a sudden for the wrong reasons, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's been played at the Gabba as well, so it's a big occasion. Um, but you've got to remember with these Queensland clubs, when they're brought into the um, into the derby matches, they seem to grow an extra leg. Like the, the Cowboys, um, you know, changing their fortunes is, uh, is largely thanks to um, contests against teams like the Broncos that have lifted them up along those ways. So I, I, I expect that um, the... I don't know about an ambush, but I'm definitely expecting um, a bigger stronger move from the uh, from the Dolphins than you might pick and I don't the wheels haven't fallen off the Broncos but they're not they're not hitting home runs right now I mean the performance against the Titans was poor they've been distracted all week by the um, Reese Walsh saga so it's a um, oh, for a team's thing where they are the, the Broncos should be able to put, put, this, put the Dolphins away but I, I don't know I've got a sneaky feeling that, that there's something starting to get a bit wobbly with the Broncos right now 
Reese Walsh is an interesting uh, scenario for me. Here's the guy who the Warriors bailed out. We know that. Um, then he decided that he didn't want to be in this part of the world. Okay, fine. They let him go. And he finds a happy home, it seems, at, at uh, the Broncos. But then we, we get him to a high-profile situation um, in State of Origin Rugby League. And he's just its turning into be a, a, a bit of a problem child. I think the other two words I've written next to him. What about this? And now he's earned himself, what, three weeks off, uh, which is not a good thing uh, for any, any young player going forward. Well, he's also put the biggest target on his back. You can imagine. You, your game plan when you play the Broncos now is to get under Walsh's skin. Right? There's, there's the concept of putting pressure up, absolutely. But then there's the, get, there's the literally niggling and getting under his um, skin because it, it'll work. He doesn't have the temperament. Hey, look, he's a young man, young in his career. His skill level is phenomenal. But at the start of this year, Smithy, we talked about it, and I said that the Warriors will be a better side with Chance Nickel Cookstad back there than Reese Walsh. It's not that Walsh is a bad player, not at all. His skills are phenomenal. But as far as involvement in the team and what he brings outside of just those skills, there are you know, there's there's gaps still in his in his career. And he will you know, I I've got no doubt he's in for a long, successful one, but he, someone needs to start to work with him on his temperament because it's, he's going to cost his team, or he did cost his team uh, in that game against the Titans, but in big in big occasions, um, if, if the team wasn't as, as terrible as the current New South Wales mob have been putting out, you know, they, they'd be able to get, needle him and, and make things work. So, I'm, so I found this thing as well with that, Smitty. You take a look at what that was, the... Um, the the way that the, those two players sat down and they chatted it and they got their line their line of answers, Carrigan and, and Fafita. If that was a court of law, and I'm not suggesting my second, the judiciary is, uh, then they, they'll be done for corroboration. Basically, the judgment says that they that they think that they're lying, which means all three are lying, and they got... We, mm. I think they need to start throwing in punishments, fine systems, if you are deemed to have um, come and lied in front of the judiciary just to save a mate. It's a, it's a system that that needs a little bit of tweaking on that front for me. But on the Reese Walsh front, don't worry. He's going to be fine, but he's going to be a tar- target. He's going to be an absolute target, and um, he needs to remember that talent is, is, is one thing, but doesn't give you the God-given right to chirp. I mean, you've got to be there to give it and take it. Little I can give and take it, right? He's a, he's a, he's, you know, people call him a grub, but he's at the very least he's, a, uh, he's, he's, he's chirpy. But he also knows that giving it, giving it back is part of the game. Well, uh, the other thing, of course, is when you're a 22-year-old kid just making your way in the game, and he still is, to be fair, uh, you don't want the whole refereeing world to be against you either. <laughs> no, not handy, not handy at all. But, yeah, let's hope he learns, but I, I hope everybody else learns as well. I mean, how much time have we had to talk about abuse of referees this week? It's it's time mm. to start pulling things back. A little a little bit of home for our yep. advantage of he's, off, he's been offside ref. That's one thing, right? But, you know, accusing of cheating and abusing, we, I think we're all better than that in, in 2023, surely. Yeah, I think we are. OK, let's uh, turn our attention to uh, the last game of the round, which is the Sea Eagles against the Roosters. God knows what's going on at the Roosters. They're both sitting outside the eight at the moment. In fact, uh, the Sea Eagles are uh, three points out of the eight. Uh, they've signed uh, Luke Brooks from Wests. Uh, yep. where, does that, uh, where does that leave the long-term future of Daly Cherry Evans, you feel? Oh, I think the plan is, well, I don't think Daly's got uh, more than a couple of seasons left in him anyway. I think the plan would be for those two to work together in a half, which will see uh, Josh Schuster um, probably lose his spot as the most likely option for the uh, for the, um, the immediate term. But 
These two teams are really evenly placed, and they are regularly, but they're usually quite evenly placed much higher on the ladder, uh, Smithy, when they meet each other. So uh, you've, you're right to target it. I think it's a really intriguing one with uh, both sides running uh, hot and cold and probably far more cold than, than hot of late. So um, I, I think that the, uh, the Seagulls have got um, more room to, to grow than the Roosters right now. They just the, the Roosters just feel downtrodden, where the Seagulls feel uh, like they're just out of, out of touch, off, off the bounce slightly. So I'd probably like Manly uh, for this one, but it's, again, it's a great round with a whole bunch of games that you can't predict. Raiders uh, sit inside at the moment. Uh, <clears throat> the Raiders got the Titans. What do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, Titans did really well last week, but this will be the, this will be the Raiders. Surely they are a, um, a team that is is pretty good at putting away the teams that are in a, um, a, a similar situation that the Titans are. I, I think that they've got the game plan and the game style to make it a lot harder for the Titans than the Broncos did last week. So I like the I like the way the Green Machine are tracking. Okay, well, good on you, Sam. Uh, always great to catch up with you. Thanks for previewing the round. Can't wait for tonight, uh, eight o'clock uh, there at. Uh, Go Media Mount Smart Stadium and then the one that follows that. It's a really good night of rugby league. Cheers, man. Thanks for summing it up. Uh, Enjoy what you see over the weekend. Cheers, uh, Sam Ackerman there. Uh, Fantastic.